<laughs> you misspelled my name. How dare you? How dare you? I quit. <laughs> I'll be in my I'll be in my trailer. Welcome to Style and Substance, a great British bake-off podcast. I'm Ada. And I'm Betsy. We're former college roommates based in Minnesota with a shared love of all things British Isles. Today, we're discussing the seventh episode of season nine of the Great British Baking Show. Whether you call it caramel or caramel, this episode centered around the sweetest of stuffs. Stay tuned as Betsy and I discuss Bake Off's stickiest episode yet. I don't like caramel. I don't. It's not it's not my favorite food. It, I don't enjoy it as a treat. And I also and I know you share this sentiment, too. It is not baking. <laughs> caramel is not baking you're caramelizing sugar which is like a chemical process it's candy but it's not baking baking. it's It's not the great british candy making show yeah to (laughs) your point about caramel like i do think that prue and paul were the real mvps here because i don't Mm. think i could have eaten that many i know they're just taking tastes but they had to eat 18 different caramel desserts over the course of filming that like a caramel tart you know that's going to be heavy so the signature was a caramel tart it certainly seemed like they did not have a very specific memo other than to make a tart in which caramel is a feature because Cor- right yeah it kind of seemed all over the place i i personally really liked the look of jurgens um and the idea of it where the nuts would kind of and the crunch of the nuts would kind of counteract the like gooeyness of the caramel Mm -hmm. Um, I thought that was a smart idea. I think that we can safely say after watching this challenge that you should not make a custard in that time frame. You don't have enough time to decorate it. Definitely. And you absolutely should not try and decorate it with whipped cream, which Which they all did. All three of them. Right. Yes. Yeah. Multiple people did. When George was like, picking handfuls of whipped cream off of his tart and shoving it back into the piping bag it's like what what have we become i've been a huge george fan from the beginning but i think it was really clear in the signature that his heart wasn't in it this week because he was grabbing fistfuls of whipped cream i'm is there no spatula is there no spoon that you can (laughs) there's no time there's no time it's just it must be fistfuls of whipped cream slammed back into the pastry bag i did think his he had a clever idea of the kind of the banoffee pie situation Mm -hmm. but he didn't make banoffee pie he made some sort of uh heavy cream banana soup situation there yeah and with caramel that was overset um yeah and curdled custard everyone who baked their tart you know beyond just a blind bake of the crust um didn't didn't receive very high praise i think lizzie was criticized for it and jürgen certainly was you know 
told that yeah. he had let everyone down. <laughs> right. Poor Jurgen. He made something that obviously was good, but it wasn't perfect. And so he gets like lambasted for it. Chiggs had a pretty good bake, even though Chiggs hates caramel. It was beautiful at the end. Was- he definitely had made the right choices for like pacing to yes. end with a really nice looking tart. Yes. And I thought his sounded really tasty. Like um, ginger in any really sweet dessert is going to add like a little a hint of spice to it that's mm-hmm. going to like lift and brightness. It's going to lift it up. So I wasn't a huge fan of, of Christelle's idea of adding miso to hers. Mm-hmm. I was like, did they tell you you have to use the whole jar because they bought it for the <laughs> other challenge? And now... <laughs> what is going on yeah like it's like you know mom pulls the you know the jar of pickles that you insisted on getting out Mm -hmm. out of the fridge and is like now you you said you wanted these so you have to finish them and they're gonna go bad within a couple weeks so you better get eating them Christelle. (laughs) you better start putting this miso in some other things I'm looking Pretty at much. You. Yeah, we went, exactly. We went all the way out of the way to the grocery store to get the we had to go to that, that special market. Right. <laughs> we had to go to the gross, the other grocery store in town, the one that we don't go. We had to go to the co-op, the expensive co-op to get the miso that you wanted. She was like, and then I'm going to put miso in it. And I was like, why? <laughs> like, just make an apple caramel tart. It's not my flavor profile, but I can see it adding kind of that unexpected umami kind of Mm -hmm. thing to it giuseppe's apricot and hazelnut tart uh, sounded pretty good yeah they said it tasted too much like hazelnut and i don't understand how that's a problem apparently you were really supposed to taste the caramel so kind of a mixed bag in um the signature yeah without with without you know besides george and lizzie being the massive flops (laughs) you know like nobody who's was really like knock it out of the park either and a whole no. bunch of people who it felt like really didn't enjoy the process of caramel. I felt like everyone was miserable this entire episode. And I do think we're feeling the absence of, you know, Amanda and Maggie, just some of these people who... Yeah, Freya, some yeah. of them were light- lighthearted. They didn't take it as seriously, and that's why they're not here anymore. But right. you... Now it's now it's starting to feel a little a little cutthroat <laughs> pressure. Yes. What would you have made? I was trying to think of a way of having some sort of peanut butter caramel chocolate situation. That's something that Mary Berry would call a bit of all right. What what are you thinking? I definitely would want to do something with dark chocolate. Like <laughs> the dark chocolate just like cuts down all of the caramel's bullshit. I also was thinking like like a chocolate crust i i really think i liked the idea of nut uh, like a pecan or a pistachio but i wasn't sure i was like i didn't feel like i need some sort of fruit in there um so i thought maybe like um pear like like doing some sort of like roasted kind of take on a roasted pear Mm -hmm. um but i'm not totally sold on um moving on to the technical yeah um they made we all know (laughs) the candy that shall not be named yeah yeah which we all know is just a twix it was a twix (laughs) Honestly, I was so tired from daylight saving when I watched the episode. Like, it took Matt being like, it comes in a gold wrapper for, you know, for me to be like, oh, they're making a Twix? (laughs) Me, me too. Okay, good. My husband have my husband heavily judged me in that moment of like, he didn't say anything, but the look he gave me was like, yeah, it's Twix. They had to make a shortbread. Okay, 
fine. They had to make a caramel. Okay. Oh, well. And then they had to cover it in chocolate. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, there was nothing mind blowing about this to me. Um, the only note I have is George, again, if you heat up caramel, that's gone too stiff. Like if you, if you, if you've cooked your caramel to the point that it's too stiff to pipe, you can't heat it up again to just make it soft and pliable because it's only going to set again. George did not demonstrate a good understanding of candy making in that moment, which is that once the sugar has hit a certain temperature, you cannot reverse what chemically has happened to it. Like that's why there are the different stages of candy making. There seemed to be a sort of air of confusion about that. And I'm just now wondering if maybe some of them hadn't really read up enough about caramel leading up to this like christelle with her caramel that just slid off of the shortbread right. um who do like she should have maybe cooked it a little bit longer and george whose caramel was like stick stiff to the point of toffee i feel like i never saw anyone pull a thermometer out but I, it also just seemed like no one cared like they just wanted right. to get through this episode and, mo- yes. and move on. Yes. Um, and that definitely reflected in what they churned out in the technical too. Yes. Because um, I don't think anyone really was like number one. It was just like yours was the least worst. Yeah. Of. They abs- they basically said that like don't celebrate because yours is, yours is just the least worst. It seemed like everyone was just like let's grit our teeth and get through this. And no one was really like celebrating caramel except for perhaps Noel Fielding um, with his <laughs> with his quick fire uh, descriptions of everyone which made me laugh really really hard Noel was on fire so apparently he, he really recovered was. nicely from his illness and was just yes. rejuvenated and ready to go when he unpacked George's suitcase which like at that point in the episode I was like Noel you can leave it packed like <laughs> Should we talk about the showstopper? It was a domed or sphered caramel dessert, which I think is a pretty broad brief. People interpreted it a wide variety of ways. Very much. Jurgen kind of thought he was doing last week's challenge again. Mm-hmm. I don't, Lizzie decided she was making like a vase of cake. Crystal made a terrarium. Like who mm-hmm. even knows what? they were supposed to be doing and like every time they pull out the the isomalt because they need to make a dome i'm just like oh why? i know i know they keep making people do things that they're not equipped to do it's very dramatic and as demonstrated by christelle with her what seven attempts i like, think so yeah he deserves a handshake just for just for surviving that um and giving everyone a heart check in the process as pointed out by noel at least three of them were making a mirror glaze and that never goes super great because like the gelatin was definitely not Giuseppe's best friend this episode right yes and Chig's had some problems with that too we don't often see Giuseppe make these errors like you see Mm -hmm. like if George did it you'd be like of course he did this but it was clear that Giuseppe's mirror glaze was wrong and he did not go back and redo it. But it kind of felt like that is so wrong at this point, you might be better off just not putting it 
on. It'll be Agreed. interesting if he starts to crack a little bit as we get. Yeah, that's I think one of the first big missteps that Giuseppe has made. And Lizzie's hats off for creativity. It just looked claggy and <laughs> Yeah, yep, claggy's a good word for it. I really liked her decorations. It was really, really pretty, but she made some big mistakes with with the flavors, it Mm -hmm. it seems like. I really liked that it was so different from what everyone else had done, even if it, in the end, was not the tasty delight that she probably hoped it was going to be. George had a very technically difficult dome made -hmm. out of sugar instead of ice malt. And his looked the clearest, looked the prettiest, and held up. He definitely went out on a high note with his showstopper because they also said like it was really, really tasty. This is the first week that Lizzie was not where she was actually in trouble. At, at least in the in the bottom two. And there, I guess, was some discussion on the Twitterverse and the Instaverse about Um, George having gone home instead of Lizzie because she had had three really problematic bakes and George had had two but really pulled it off at the end with the showstopper and that Mm -hmm. that showstopper should have saved him which I can I can agree with that argument too Um, I also think George made enough mistakes that it was it was his time to go home Um, but if they had sent Lizzie I probably would have felt like oh that seems like a fair assessment of things I feel like George's signature was so bad that, you know, it didn't matter. (laughs) Like he pretty much blown it unless he had had a spectacular technical, but nope, he came, came in last in the technical. So it's just like, yeah, pack those bags. He absolutely (laughs) like popped off of the, off of the bench, like off of his, off of the stool, like, like, yep gotta go see you later yeah um, like thank yeah. god kind of wish i'd gone before caramel week went down but oh right, well. right. if he lasted till next week he he wouldn't have lasted much further like i think he went as far as he could go when you're up against a jurgen and a giuseppe and a mm-hmm. christelle and even a chigs like yeah those are some really so there's a lot of finesse happening there and when you think about you know jurgen's ability to pull off a 107 step recipe and Giuseppe's attention to detail and beautiful decorations and Christelle's attention to flavors and and details and like the passion she brings standing up against those like any any really good baker would have a hard time with that so hats off to George for being such a good sport we will miss you and now I feel like I don't know what's going to happen I, I guess I would suspect that Lizzie is likely the next to go now that we're in the quarterfinals. Um, yeah, I feel a lot less like I know which direction it's going to go. Mm-hmm. I pretty much I'd assume this week, like, well, it's probably going to be George um, unless he really, really steps it up. Um, but now it's like anyone could make a mistake and be yeah. gone because they're all that good. So next week is I read it as free form. You clearly read it correctly as free. <laughs> free from well you made me question myself i was like or am i wrong (laughs) no i was wrong bestie (laughs) i think it is an interesting placement in that you are down to the best of the best um so i think who goes home is totally going to depend on who has just a bad week they're going to be looking to see like who does something really spectacular 
and really blows them away instead of just surviving. Who knows what they're going to have to be cooking around if it's have to be sugar-free, gluten-free, egg-free, dairy-free. If I had to bet on it, each challenge is going to be a different ingredient they can't use. I, th- I think uh, it could be interesting to see who who holds up to free-from week. I really want to call it free-form week now because that, that comes off the tongue a little better. I know. I was like, oh, so they're just going to make galettes, but sadly... And that's it for this week's episode of Style and Substance, a great British bake-off podcast. Thanks for listening. Until next week, I'm Betsy. And I'm Ada. And we'll catch you next week for the season's quarterfinals. <laughs>